Beautiful people, I'm Zachary Adama, transformational guide and healer, and today we're here to talk about the March new moon. As you can see, I'm in a different setting than usual. I'm at our retreat center here outside of Austin, Texas. We had our second week-long retreat just last week. We're still recovering from that a bit, but you can see behind me the beautiful water body, one of the three on the property. It's a fun place to swim when the weather is warm, when you're on retreat. But uh, anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about the energy of the March new moon. A big theme of this March new moon seems to be that we are in the midst of what I can only describe as timeline slippage. What does that mean? Well, we have been gaining a little bit of momentum towards a positive polarization in consciousness on this planet, believe it or not. <laughs> um, you know, the COVID experience has been a big catalyzation to cause polarization in consciousness for the negative and positive. So. It's been a polarizing event, to put it mildly. It has put some people more into their fear, more into control, more into mistrust. It's put other people more into love, more into non-judgment, more, more into surrender. And so you can react to catalysts from whichever polarity you choose. The catalyst itself is pretty darn neutral. It's all about how you react to it whether you stay in your heart or you go into your fear. But we've been experiencing because of, of that event in 2020, a major polarization in consciousness in both directions. And there is, whether you see it or not, significant polarization towards the positive happening as well. That being said, the collective consciousness at the collective level is often choosing timelines, making decisions that aren't quite so positive, that feel very negative, very detrimental. And so we had Russia's invasion of the Ukraine that was happening while I was in retreat mode. And I just looked down and saw on my news feed that it happened while I was in retreat mode with all these beautiful people doing really profound and wonderful healing to open their hearts and love one another and all beings more. And while we were doing that beautiful work, loving one another more than ever before, there was war breaking out in another part of the world. So both negative and positive polarization. And all of it is catalyzed by that initial event that happened in 2020. Where do we go from here? How do we navigate that? How do we navigate a situation where it feels like the world's going crazy and you're trying to find sanity? Well, I've been fortunate enough to have been navigated by spirit 
towards this little island of sanity I'm speaking from today, where I have the opportunity to serve healing and higher consciousness to all pilgrims who seek it. It doesn't mean I'm exempt from the collective karma, however. It doesn't mean any of us are exempt from the collective karma. While we may able to while we may be able to carve out little pieces of peace in a very chaotic world, we nevertheless are a part of this collective family, this human family. And what the collective chooses to do will impact us and have an impact on us. Perhaps you can avoid the worst of it. Perhaps you can avoid the worst of it for a long time. Perhaps you may avoid it entirely. Or you could get caught in the crosshairs of it. It's really hard to say. It's really hard to say. It all depends upon our individual karma and the collective karma. So how do you deal with these chaotic collective energies and not get too trapped by them, too taken over by them? Well, a big thing to do around this new moon is to slow down, to get out of your never-ending to-do list, try to drop into your peace, try to drop into your heart, try to take things easy as much as you can. We're in a world that has a lot of frantic doing energy. We always have to be doing something always have to be busy, always have goals to accomplish, etc., etc. All these complicated things, these complicated lives that we choose to live or are forced into keep us in our mind and out of our heart for most of the time. It takes a lot of skill and practice to learn to live in the heart while being quite busy. A choice you have to make moment to moment, day to day. And sometimes that requires us to first slow down first. Slow down, get out of our mind, practice getting out of our mind, and return to the heart over and over and over again until we remain there. And when you're able to get silent, become able to listen to your inner voice, the voice of your soul. And that will tell you what's really important. That will tell you your true priorities. Our mind can make us feel like we have an insurmountable task ahead of us in living our lives. We have so many needs, so many pressing needs, so many things we must do. It just never ends. One thing after another. One thing after another. And before we know it, we're so busy that we're no longer doing our spiritual practices. We're no longer studying. We're no longer in our heart. We're in our mind, in our to-do list, from dawn to dusk. And that's not being a human being. That's being a slave to your mind. One of the things I've noticed here at the retreat center is that we have certain rules 
to, for the container of our retreats around diet and different things to help people remain a clear instrument to be receptive to the healing. And we encourage them when they leave us to maintain that for a week or two so that the healing really settles in, so that it sticks, so they get used to a different way of being. What we do is we really clean people out energetically to get them back to factory settings so that they can make better choices in the future without all that past inertia causing them to be the old version of themselves. Yet when they leave us, it's their choice as to whether or not they will maintain the practices and the state of consciousness that they cultivated while they were here or whether they will go back to the way things were. Whether they will go back to their old life with its old pace, its old to-do lists, its old pressures, its old temptations, and go back to doing the things that made them sick in the first place. It's a little disappointing when I see people soon after they finish our work going back to old ways of doing things that frankly make them sick. But ultimately, I recognize it's their choice. Each of us has to learn how to discipline our external activity in order to bring it into alignment with a higher state of consciousness. That means meditation. That means a clean, mostly plant-based diet. That means avoiding alcohol. Very simple things that are incredibly controversial, apparently. <laughs> and incredibly difficult for most people. But they are the choices that we have to make in order to maintain a higher state of consciousness. It's the choices we have to make to maintain a higher vibration. It's part of the choices we have to make in order to ascend in consciousness. And, you know, you can take my word for it or not, but I do encourage you to offer yourself the gift of contrast sometimes. Slow down. Slow down enough to reset your patterns, to eat a lighter vibration diet, to meditate, to get out of your to-do list and back into your heart. And try to maintain that for a while. You can't afford to go on a retreat somewhere, or if you don't have the time to go on a retreat somewhere, do it at home. Go on a mini-retreat at home. Eat a cleaner diet for a week. Meditate every day. Do some yoga. Go out in nature for a walk. Do some spiritual reading. And see how it changes you. How it changes your vibration. How it changes your state of consciousness. And when you do that, you'll realize that you can do that all the time if you want to. You can always be in retreat. You can always be living a way that is more peaceful. That requires us, unfortunately, to assert some pretty firm boundaries, however, around ourselves. Other people will commandeer you. They will commandeer your time. They will try to pull you into their busyness, into their anxiety. And you have to simply learn to say no, to exercise very clear and firm boundaries around your time and energy when they try to pull you into their busyness and into their drama just say, no thank you. 
I have to do this, that, and the other at this time in order to tend to my own well-being. Perhaps I can help you later. You just don't have to be rude. You just have to be firm and consistent. Prioritizing your own well-being, your own health, your own state of awareness, even in a world that is frantic, that is chaotic, that is on the brink of war. And that can feel selfish. It can feel really selfish to prioritize self-care in your own state of being, your own mental and spiritual well-being, when people are, frankly, dying in another country over a war that you'd think would be avoidable. It can feel selfish to do self-care when others are suffering. But as we have often said, you don't really help others by being in a state of being that is in fear, that is exhausted, that is anxious. That just contributes more to the collective vibration of fear, anxiety, and tiredness. We start from the firm foundation of our own good health, our own wellness, our own happiness, our own peace. And then from that strong foundation, we serve in every way we possibly can. So first meditate, eat a good breakfast, get a good night's sleep. And then for the rest of your waking hours, be of service to others to the fullest extent you can alleviating pain and suffering however you can. But recognize you have limits, that there are limits to your capacity to serve, physically, mentally, spiritually, and that if you do not tend to them, you will diminish your capacity to serve and be no good to anyone. So don't feel guilty when you have to do that. We are in the midst of a rebirthing as a planet, as a civilization, and it's going pretty rough right now. I've noticed timelines shifting and slipping. What was certain a week ago no longer seems certain. Some of the yeses that I got a week ago that had been a consistent yes on the way things was, were going to go from spirit has now turned into a firm no. <laughs> so things have shifted and are changing, and that's because free will reigns supreme. We live in a free will universe where people make their own decisions. Sometimes they're very powerful people that have a very big impact on the collective destiny that can shift the collective timelines in a dramatic way. And I've noticed that there has been a big shift, a big, big shift in recent weeks. And now... We have to adapt to that new reality. We have to adapt to the new energetic landscape and make incisions informed by the right here and now and not the yesterday. You can probably feel some of that in your own life, some things that felt certain, some of those beautiful things, those higher timeline possibilities much more fragile now than they once did and so you're having to readjust a little bit but don't give up don't give up you may have to adjust a little bit you may have to 
navigate some of these setbacks. You may, things may be more difficult now, but continue moving towards highest possibility for your life. Continue moving towards greatest excitement and opportunity to be of service to others. It's really the best and only thing you can do. If the collective is in a rebirthing moment, it is possible that war will come. And war, like COVID, will be an opportunity for people to choose in a very stark and dramatic way, whether they will be of service to others or service to self, whether they will be peacemakers or war makers. What will you choose to do? Who will you choose to be? How will you polarize your consciousness? The choices on this planet are no longer theoretical. Being of service to others is no longer merely whether or not you volunteered a few hours a month at the soup kitchen. It's how are you choosing to live your life? Are you living trapped in the old 3D matrix that is self-terminating and self-destroying and leading this planet inevitably towards ecological suicide? Or are you moving towards some way of being of service to the collective healing of this planet in a positive and constructive way to serve healing higher consciousness, to serve love, to serve life? It's not easy. You may not be able to do it overnight. But make one choice each day. Do one thing each day that serves the new earth not the destruction of the old. Till next time, my friends, be peaceful, be loving, and be fearless. Namaste.